This is the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I invite today's most important influencers to grapple with their own wisdom and stories in an authentic, relatable conversation about self-help and what drives them. I'm Kevin Miller. I'll be your guide as I distill my guests' greatest wisdom and methodologies into practical, transformative steps. This podcast has been downloaded over 60 million times by people like you and me who want to elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. The only reason you would be here and listening to this right now is because you already know the power of self-help. You're a believer like I am. But I'm here today to support and affirm you and actually give you even more power for your self-help endeavors by dispelling some of the criticism self-help can get. The term self-help, in truth, can cause some feelings of anxiety or fear for some people. None of us truly want to feel completely alone in our life, and we can often doubt ourselves. So the idea of having to rely on self can be a little troubling. And there are plenty of people who, with vim and vigor, and I'd also say some wounding, who preach about how you can only rely on yourself. And that has a lot of danger in it as well. And yet here I am with a podcast named Self-Helpful as a massive advocate of self-help, but also an admitted critic to when it's abused. In this episode, my new short form and direct, just me to you, I want to offer some perspectives so the concept of self-help is even more inspiring and equipping for you. And you can use self-help resources in all forms as just powerful tools in your life to get where you want to go with peace, joy, and ultimate fulfillment. The Self-Helpful Podcast pays homage to Zig Ziglar. One of our world's most inspirational leaders, Ziegler is your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziegler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Next up, friends, I bring you a message on self-help. Let's really bring this home in a short message so that you feel confident in going forth responsible for your self-help, even as you look to others to increase it. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous. And I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste, and right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So a lot of years ago, as a pro cyclist, when I was here in America especially, I'd have times here and there where I was traveling cross-country alone. I would often pick up a hitchhiker. So I did this this one time outside of Memphis. Pick up this guy, um, kind of old grizzled guy, but looks like a good guy. Pick him up. He gets in the car, and we we chat a little bit. He's just uh, hitchhiking around the country. But here's the kicker: we come to uh, a turnoff or an or an exit, I guess. And he says, you know, hey, you know what? It's okay. You can just drop me off right here. And he kind of said it like like that, like almost apologetically. You know, it's it's okay. Just drop me off here. And I said, God, dude, I'm I'm going west. I can, I can take you a long way. He, no, 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 this is okay. And I'm like, really, I'm, I'm just going. You're welcome to stay. And I, I'm really trying to push to, you know, get to a destination, get him further down the road. And he finally says to me, he says, look, man, I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. I really didn't have a file for that. I've never not been going somewhere. And in and, and one hand, I think that's kind of cool, man. He's just, you know, doing life. And I could, I could make that seem kind of cool. But in this aspect of self-help, I feel like a lot of people who don't get traction with self-help, who are listening to the podcast, who are reading the books, who are going to the seminars and conferences even, and are not getting anywhere, often don't know where they're trying to go. They don't have a specific destination in mind. And I say that that can be daunting. You know, you got to pick a goal, know where you're going. And a lot of times we don't know exactly, but some kind of direction, man, I'm going, I want to go towards a direction that's going to help me do this. I want to go towards a direction that I think will um, have this kind of opportunity or will allow me to experience X, Y, Z on the road. I mean, there's got to be some general direction. Okay. Direction. Let's go with direction. Even if you don't know the exact destination and for that matter, my gosh, how often do we always know the exact destination? I think times when I have even stated, I'm, I mean, this is exactly where I'm going. Oftentimes that's not where I ended up or I came down the road and realized that's not even where I wanted to go. But again, talking about a direction. So if self-help, if you hear people, yeah, yeah, I mean, I tried all that kind of stuff. Even that idea, yeah, I'm going to try this, see if it works for me. I'm generally thinking, dude, it's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for you. You're going to work for you. This may help. So you're coming alongside and say, let me see if this will help support and encourage me and equip me in a direction that I'm going. That's the money. And that's where I feel like that's where we find that self-help is going to benefit us. Otherwise, I mean, it, it is. I mean, for somebody who doesn't have a destination, they're just listening. I, I know some people there, they just listen to the stuff, they read the stuff and it's inspiring and it's hopeful, makes them feel good. And that's okay. They're not really looking to go anywhere and that's okay as well, as long as it doesn't create guilt and shame. And at some point frustration of, man, I'm taking in all this stuff. I'm spending the money, spending the time, I'm not getting where uh, I'm not getting anywhere. Well, where do you want to go? I feel like that's often uh, the stumbling block there. You know, I have a, I've got a bunch of kids, but I have one who is in a class, a special class in high school. And they were, they were, it was kind of a personal development. Um, it was some kind of a theme like that, but had the teacher, it's interesting. He had one teacher in some class who was an avid listener of my show and knew it. And, and that was pretty cool. But this teacher said, you know, so he heard about what I did. Does that, does the self-help really work? That self-help stuff? I, does it really work? I, I thought, goodness gracious, that self-help stuff. Look at the words. It's self-help. What's the opposite of self-help? 
other other people helping and what's or it must be just a void and it really brings you to the question of you know dependency on others or yourself now the risk here and this is why I'm bringing it up in the show in this show and wanted to hit on some of these high points is self-reliance which I am an admitted card carrying member of recovering self-reliance. I, I actually, it's, it's always going to be a part of me. I tend to revert to myself. I do like autonomy. I like working on my own, working on my own stuff, but in a big picture of life, I can fall on self-reliance. My friends know that my family knows that. And I have to work at not just relying on self because I'm missing out on so much, which I'll mention in just a second. But, uh, you know, there is an aspect of, we are responsible for ourselves. You know, I remember growing up in the church and you'd have so often people who are waiting on God for a decade and they're never moving. And as I read the Bible, I saw that felt like God generally directed people who, who were already moving. They still had to get up. Remember in Exodus, one of the first books of the Bible, and the Lord is said, depicted to have said to Moses, quit praying and just get the people moving. Go forward, go march. Now there's a both aspect there of waiting on the Lord and, you know, active waiting. And, you know, one aspect in that is, is realizing in the self-reliance aspect, I've got to remind myself, I am not God. I'm not a God. I don't believe I am. I'm not Superman. However, in the morning, I'm the only one who's going to get up and brush my teeth and, and shower. And when I am dependent on others, when I give my power and essence away from others, I'm dependent upon them. And it, you know, to give some analogies to that, I want to play with this and help you be comfortable with it. That, that you've probably heard that story, a horse can pull a cart weighing 6,000 pounds. That's what the story says, 6,000 pounds. So you'd say, okay, two horses can pull 12,000 pounds, right? Well, that, of course, that's not the point of the story. It's they can actually pull 18,000 pounds, three times the load that one horse can pull. So coming back to this, I do want to be responsible for myself. And, and there's a, an aspect of, I do want to be able to be self-sufficient so I can take care of myself and not rely on others. However, if I'm just by myself, I'm only going to be able to pull my weight and I'm going to miss out on the great opportunity that I have to align with other people and come together and we can pull so much more than we could ever pull alone. It's kind of the difference between dependent and interdependent. Dependent would be one horse pulling the other lame horse in a wagon. That lame horse is totally dependent. Interdependence is both of them pulling together and pulling so much more. So to look at self-help, but fight against that aspect of self-reliance, that's a good depiction that I am not an island. Well, I could be an island all unto myself, and I'm just going to be a little piss at island. I want to do more. I want to align with people. I, I'm going to miss out on so many glories if I just stay with myself. But you can see that being being fully responsible for myself and, and having an aspect of self-reliance, but then joining with others and being interdependent so we can do even more. I mean, self-help, uh, when you get to this type of information, listen to a podcast, read a book, go to a conference, hire a coach or a consultant or a counselor or whatever, that person can help spark things, trigger ideas, give inspiration, give tools and, and equipping. And yet at the end of the day, only you can grow and change your mind. Me too. Only I can change me. 
if I look and say, you know what, there is something I, I want to uh, pursue some more personal development. I want to exercise and get stronger. I want to lose some weight, whatever. And the only time that I have, I can figure out to do that is early in the morning. Okay. So I'm going to have to get up at five 30 instead of six 30. And the only person who's going to do that is me. Now I can look for inspiration. I can look for ideas, but at the end of the day, actually not at the end, at the end of the day, actually, that's a good point. Our preparation, I learned this from my buddy, Randy James, who co-hosts with me a lot, uh, that the, the, that my day begins the night before that's my prep. And so really, if I want to get up at five 30, unless I just want to lose sleep, which I personally don't, I need to get to bed earlier. I need to turn Netflix off or, you know, whatever it may be getting to bed an hour earlier. The only person that's going to do that is me. Most of us, we don't have somebody who's henpecking us to go to bed. It's only us. And so I'm looking for all these resources, but at the end of the day, it's still me. It's, it's still self. Even to come back to a spiritual aspect of God and a reliance on God, which I know a lot of people in our audience have, I don't find that God's going to just knock me out at the time I need to go to bed or set my alarm clock or levitate me under the covers. I mean, I've just got to do it. That is still self. That's not a separating from God necessarily. But again, look into the Bible as I read it in context. He puts a lot of responsibility on us. He gives us free will. I, so I'm not, I'm not want to get into doctrine and theology here, but that's how I see it. You can disagree and we can have a great discussion and make a great show to talk about that. I probably should with somebody, but you get the idea. I got to get myself to bed. I've got to get myself up for bed. I've got to open that book or put my exercise clothes on and go run out the door or whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot that again, at the the core is me. It's not about, let's take away the word reliance so much because I can have that negative baggage and talk about taking full responsibility for myself. If you find yourself struggling When I find myself struggling, which I do, which as you hear, I think in these candid conversations I have with these amazing guests on the show, they always find themselves struggling with themselves in certain areas. And that's when we start looking for inspiration. And what we're really doing is getting to our motive. And a lot of times we get a focus on, okay, we just got to increase that motive. We got to get some inspiration. We got to get motivated. But the motive is the reason you do something. And what I find generally is we just need to get clear on what is the motive. Again, what is that destination or at least direction? Sometimes pumping ourselves up or trying to get pumped is like throwing more gas, man, more fuel. We got to want it more, more fuel in a car that just isn't running properly. I've got an old Jeep, man, putting more gas in it doesn't help anything. It just needs a tune-up. A lot of us, that's where we are when we're lagging in taking uh, action on this self-help. We really need to get clear on what our motive is. We don't need to throw fuel on it so much as we need to get, we need a tune-up. We need to get more clear on it, which is actually the focus of my forthcoming book, What Drives You. That's the name of the book, What Comes, What Drives You. It comes out in May of 2023, and I'll be talking about that more in the coming weeks. But I hope this gives you some ideas to grapple with, to consider, to bolster your faith and the strength of your place within your own self-help. All right, friends, I hope this did give you some equipping in your own self-help pursuit. I'm really grateful that you have chosen to tune into this self-helpful podcast where I'm striving to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we do show up for others. Stay driven. Stay driven.